On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by cardiologist Dr. Paddy Barrett, chatting all things cardiovascular disease. The way I look at this is that the the two statistics that everyone should really be aware of is cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death globally and in most developed nations, but it's also the most preventable. 90% of it can be prevented at an early stage if you just follow the right steps and formula. So I look at it as a, a scary opportunity. As ever available on all podcast platforms. Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. How many State of the Nation addresses have we had where our stomachs have been in absolute knots and we dread whatever words are coming out of the mouth of whatever Taoiseach it is at the time. And then we have this. Every stage of this crisis, I have been straight with you and have made clear that your government will be guided by the science, that our decisions will be guided first and foremost by the need to protect lives and public health. Our journey through the pandemic has brought many twists and turns and I have stood here and spoken to you on some very dark days. But today is a good day. Look, it's not going to be easy. Ireland's reopening. This is what we've all hoped for. This is what we've wanted. It's not the end of COVID-19, but it is a chance for us to get to grips with it and live with it. From 6am tomorrow morning, the majority of public health measures that we've had to live with will be removed. Guidance in relation to household visiting will no longer apply. Restrictions on capacity for all indoor and outdoor events will no longer apply. Closing time for hospitality and events will return to where it was before the pandemic. The COVID pass requirement for access to hospitality and indoor activities will no longer apply. The various requirements around managing people's movements at indoor hospitality and entertainment venues will no longer be required. And a phased return to the physical workplace for all staff can now commence. Today on the Indo Daily, we have a very special extra episode to look at what life might be like now. I'm Siobhan McGuire. I'm joined by Tanya Sweeney, Irish independent columnist, But just before I speak with Tanya, I'm joined by uh, Jack Lambert, Professor of Infectious Diseases in the UCD School of Medicine. Professor Lambert, I guess the question on everybody's lips is what is so different right now to, say, two years ago? Well, well, this was a brand new virus two years ago, so we've learned a lot, number one. Number two... You know, two years ago, there were no vaccines, so everybody was susceptible to this infection. Now we have a lot of people who are protected from, you know, getting really sick with the virus. And the the third thing is, is over the last two years, the virus went through mutations that made it more virulent, so it was more dangerous, more pathogenic, um, you know, more potentially, you know, attacking the lung, causing more damage. This new variant is much more infectious than previous variants, but it's only attacking the upper respiratory tract. It's not attacking the lungs. 
like previous variants, so it's much less pathogenic. I think it's really a good news story. We've got people who are protected from vaccination, and but more importantly, the virus has, has mutated to a less dangerous form. So, so this gives us hope that, you know, that, that we're not going to, COVID is not going to disappear, but we can kind of get on with our life safely and quit using the, you know, we, we have to lock down the country. We can't, we couldn't cope with the ICU surge. We couldn't cope with the hospital surge because that's not happening anymore. People with Omicron are getting sick, but they're not ending up in the hospital. So it's a good news story. Yeah, there's a, a, almost a sense out there that uh, the, the kind of the crippling fear that we've associated with COVID for so long, Professor, uh, is kind of dissipating a little bit now. Well, well, I, I think, you know, I've been saying for we need to learn to live with this. We need to quit scaremongering. Um, you know, we, we should be encouraging people to get vaccinated, but we also should be encouraging people to continue to use the COVID prevention strategies, you know, I, I, we shouldn't be throwing, you know, kind of care to the wind. Um, I work in the hospital. I don't want to catch COVID. Um, I could end up out of the, out of work with a bad flu. Um, I, you know, it's time off work. It's time time away from the job. So I think that, that you know, that we, we still need to kind of educate the, the public that this, this, this is in flu season, we, we, we get vaccinated to prevent ourselves from getting sick. We also wear masks, you know, where appropriate to, to prevent, you know, catching these infections. And I think this the new norm is, is going to be living safely with COVID, just like we live safely with influenza. And that's that's a really good point, Professor, because, you know, we, we, there's a buzz in the air, people getting excited about the idea of, of a society being fully reopened again and kicking COVID to the curb. And that's not the case. We are going to be wearing masks. We are still going to be um, super responsible in terms of sanitation and getting vaccinations and booster jabs and all of that. This is part and part parcel of life now, isn't it? I think it? it is. I think it is. So I, so I think, you know, people say masks don't work. People say vaccines don't work, but they do. Vac- you know, masks work to prevent respiratory infections, you know, or to decrease the chances of catching it. And, you know, I'm going to go continue when I go out to, you know, hospitality sector, which I hope to do, is when I get up off the table and I'm, you know, as long as the numbers are high um, with, with, with COVID, when I, when I go to the bathroom, I'm going to put my mask on because there's, the, the virus is still circulating in the community. And it's good news that I've, I've been vaccinated. It's not going to kill me. Um, but I, I, you know, there, I know lots of people now from, you know, healthcare workers and, you know, some of my colleagues and friends who work in daycares, they, you know, they're out of work. They're out of commission. You know, daycares are closed down. Our services are being curtailed um, so be, because they are catching the, this new Omicron variant. So, so I would still say, be careful, hand wash, wear a mask in, in certain situations. Um, otherwise, you will catch the virus and it will kind of impact on your your, you know, your day-to-day existence. And I wonder as well, because I, I think people might have concerns, Professor, uh, the, the way COVID has, has thrown us off the mark so many times, we, we think it's getting a little better and then something like um, Delta comes along, then something like Omicron comes along. What happens if we, if we uh, get a new va- variant in a month's time, say? What do we do? 
Well, you know, that that is a theoretical possibility. I, I think it's an unlikely possibility, you know, and, and we've spent all of our time wait and see, wait and see, making decisions next week, making decisions next week. You know, we, we've delayed, delayed, delayed in Ireland, more so than most other countries. And we've and we've not had a better outcome than many other countries. We've we've suffered, I think, economically, we've suffered, you know, psychologically and also curtailment of regular medical services um, because of our, you know, kind of wait and see, wait and see. So I think it's actually good that, you know, that, that our ministers have, have, have kind of said, yes, we're going to, you know, make a plan, open up hospitality now, you know, and be, because, yes, something could happen in a month, something could happen in two months, something could happen in three months. Um, but, but I think it's the way viruses work. They, these are animal viruses. They don't like being humans. They usually, they're not, they're not going to mutate, I think, at this stage to become more virulent. They're probably going to mutate to become more infectious, but probably less virulent would be, uh, you know, the way that, that the science kind of predicts the way these viruses will work. So I wouldn't hold my breath saying, what if the sky could fall again? Um, I think we go forward, you know, proactively, um, you know, hoping for the best. And actually, scientifically, I think there's good reason to believe that the virus is not going to mutate into a, a more pathogenic one. I think it's lost some of its pathogenic genes and it's going to continue that way, but it isn't going to disappear. Um, but, but like I said, I think it's, it's a good news story that we, we should be opening up safely and opening up immediately and, and changing the way that we've dealt with COVID to date. Tanya Sweeney, Irish independent columnist. You know that chewing gum ad that came out last year? Everyone's opening their doors, very slowly peeking around the corner, out into the sunlight, blinking in the sun, dusting off the cobwebs. I mean, there's that kind of sense today, isn't there? Ireland is reopening. We made it. We're going to be like a bunch of snogging zombies. Is that what you mean? Well, I'm up for it if, some, if anyone else is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny. I, I I went down the town just earlier, you know, um, and everyone is very, very excited. And it's so funny because I think we've had a couple of these moments where the end has been in sight. And I certainly know, you know, in the last year or so, I was writing over the summer, you know, I think I was making referrals to post-pandemic life and post-COVID. And obviously I was jumping the gun way too much, you know, so I'm a little bit more gun shy this time round, you know, but there's definitely a sense in the air that we are coming. Now, I mean, listen, the COVID virus is not taking a Ryanair flight out of the country and leaving. <laughs> it's here. It's not, it's not exact. But, you know, there's definitely a, uh, you know, a sense that, we'll just be returning to some semblance of normalcy, you know, that kind of way. And then it's on us, isn't it? The onus is on us to yeah. be personally responsible for our own health, you yeah. know. And if we're feeling, you know, immunocompromised or vulnerable or or in any way physically, you know, uh, vulnerable towards this virus, it's kind of on us, you know. And I, personally, I love that because the, the, the kind of paternalism around, 
you know, the restrictions and all of that, you know, while I was very obviously very happy to do that and and to, to play my part. Um, you know, the paternalism involved in the last two years always kind of sat a little bit uneasily with me, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. You know, um, also, it's my birthday tomorrow, so I'm going to go out if the pubs are open and you probably won't see me till next April, basically. Fantastic. So. Happy birthday. <laughs> but this is the thing, Tanya. It's, yeah, it is great <clears throat> timing. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if, if you need a friend on on that uh, crawl, I, I'm there. Um, but it, it is that sense. I and mean, you're right, Tanya. You know, none of us for one second are forgetting that there is this mm. thing called COVID in our lives totally. for the foreseeable. We have to mask up. We have to continue yeah. wash, washing our hands. We have to keep getting mm-hmm. our, our jabs um, if that's our choice um, as yeah. they're available to us. But it mm-hmm. is just this sense of, you know what, if you're sitting at home uh, on a Thursday evening and you'd like to go and meet a pal for a cup of coffee totally. or a glass of wine, you can now do this from say you know the weekend next week we're we're there exactly exactly and it's funny because you know when you say it like that I think we're going to understand in the next couple of you know days weeks and months I mean I think there's going to be real tentativeness you know I mean there will obviously be a a faction of people who are just going to go out now and it'll be the roaring 20s you know, turbocharged. But I think there's a lot of people who, you know, they've enjoyed, you know, and I've talked to a lot of these people for the paper. They are enjoying the kind of coming off the hamster wheel, not having to go out and meet friends three or four nights a week. You know, they've had two years, a very substantial amount of time to reevaluate what the pace of their life, you know. Mm-hmm. And I do think that a lot of people are going to go, you know what, you know, going out to dinner and spending, you know, 50 quid on pints was, you know, quite a lot when you think of it, you know, and maybe I won't be doing that so much anymore. But I think what what is also going to happen in tandem with that is we're going to remember the absolute unfettered pleasure of, like you say, on a Thursday night sitting in and going, there's nothing on the telly. I'll go to the cinema, sure. To my friends down the road, let's meet for a pint. I remember those gorgeous salad days when you could just ring someone and head off for a meal. Do you know what I mean? And it's going to take some getting used to. I was thinking about this, you know, even a couple of days ago before this announcement was made. I was like, God, how mad was it that you could just walk into any old pub, you know, and and just sit there and you didn't have to worry about how many people were there or the hand sanitizer or the mask situation. I mean, we really, you know, I, I think it's going to be a major kind of, mental adjustment to 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 get back to where we were I, I i definitely think it'll it'll take a while for sure and there's another aspect to this as well because you know we've had almost 2 years of this tanya mm. and it's been heartbreaking for so many people uh, you know totally. pe- people have mm. lost mums dads sisters brothers best friends um Livelihoods, yeah. Exactly. There will be people listening who have long COVID, uh, people mm-hmm. listening who have, have just, uh, you know, uh, been, been given a positive Omicron reading. So it's here and we can't forget about that. And we definitely can't forget about those who, who, who died as a result. Absolutely. You know, and it's it's interesting because I keep seeing on Twitter, you know, people who are, you know, obviously there are a lot of people who are elated at, you know, um, things returning to, I mean, I'm using very heavy air quotes here at normal, but there's a huge number of people who are actually incredibly apprehensive, incredibly anxious, you know, because they may have health conditions that don't necessarily, you know, sit along too well 
with a, a global pandemic, you know, and I and I completely understand where they're coming from, you know, that it, you know, it's, you know, like you say, the, the, the virus isn't going anywhere and the risk, you know, whatever about the pub opening, you know, next week, the risk is going to be the same for them, you know. So, you know, it's 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 just an interesting time, you know. I mean, I'm not necessarily breaking out the bubbly because, and like you say, you know, there was, for the last two years, it's just been such a huge kind of toll taken on the Irish public, you know, and I know people who've lost people personally. I know people who have long COVID. I know people who lost their 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 jobs, had to move back to their parents' house. I mean, the cost has been absolutely astronomical and probably will be for, for some time to come. So I think in some ways, you know, like the elation is going to be slightly muted. I don't think we're going to be out now on the streets uh, well, I certainly won't be <laughs> unless, well, unless it's my birthday, of course. But, you know, I don't think it's going to be this sort. I mean, there was always this sense, and I think I wrote about this, that, you know, there's going to be this kind of, you know, jump into the roaring 20s and it's going to be absolute bacchanalia and everyone's going to just be, you know, out for a good time all the time. And I really am unsure that that is going to materialise, if I'm honest. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, Tanya. Uh, and this is just my my sense or my my thoughts about this. Uh, uh, it's certainly not factual in any shape or form. But I think that the psychological aspect of uh, COVID w- will really come to the fore after a full reopening, to be honest. Because I think, you know, if, y- if you did invite me to your birthday, I would probably spend a good two hours standing in front of a mirror going, how the hell does one dress to go out totally. again? You know, this oh, yeah. tiny little thing. I eyeliner on, for God's well, sake. And that used to be my absolute skill, you know. I used to be able <laughs> to do that with one arm tied behind my back. Like, you know, and now I just look like, you know, I don't know what happened. But, but yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely agree. You know, there's going to be a huge social anxiety. Like, it's going to be very interesting, I think, in the next year to see how this has changed humankind, you know, in in a, in a global, in a wide sense, you know, I think there's going to be an awful lot of social anxiety, an awful lot of caution, you know, I, I, I really do believe that our brains have been completely rewired in the last two years because of what happened. Um, I'm curious to see how it's going to materialise. I don't think it's going to be a pretty picture, I'll tell you that. But um, yeah, there's definitely people who... Um, have have kind of hunkered down for two years and enjoyed it. And, you know, this idea of coming back now into a a full and vibrant and and hectic social life is probably, you know, uh, a source of anxiety for them. You know, personally, one of my favourite things in life is when you have a plan with somebody and you're not all that jazzed on the plan happening, you know, and you're like, oh, God, I have to go out now tonight and I'd love to be sitting at home. And two hours before you're meant to go out, that person texts you and says, I'm sorry, I can't go out They've basically taken you off the hook, you know. I love that. (laughs) And that's probably going to not happen as much anymore. So um, I'll miss that, won't lie. I think I think probably the the one thing that we we can all do um you know in all of this is absolutely enjoy the buzz but just be that little bit kinder to ourselves and appreciate the fact that it it will be baby steps to adjust to any kind of full reopening and uh, and just keep in mind you know the the health aspects as well mask up and off you go and if you liked your life during COVID, you know, and it was when things were quiet and contained, 
that's fine, you know, crack on, like, you know, and and enjoy yourself. But, you know, I'm so glad. And I have to say now for, you know, the arts sector and the hospitality sector, I'm personally just so relieved for so many people that I know who have, you know, had to kind of, you know, pump the brakes, you know, a lot for the last two years, you know, and, and hopefully they will be able to get back to, you know, uh, productivity and and what they do best, really. Tanya Sweeney, I think you summed it up there beautifully with that word relief. I think that's got to be the best way to describe what what we're feeling right now. Totally. And that was Tanya Sweeney, Irish independent columnist, and we wish her a very happy birthday. I'm Siobhan Maguire, and today's episode of the Indo-Daily was produced by myself, researched by Tabitha Monaghan, with sound design by John Smith. Archives, thanks to independent.ie. And if you enjoy the Indo-Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.